Welcome to the RV Podcast, episode 422. And this week, we're going to introduce you to a 100-year-old RVer. Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Wendland, and this is my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer, my very chilly bride, Jennifer. <laughs> it's cold. Why? What happened? It's like we got back to Michigan wearing shorts, and woke up the next morning, <laughs> bam, the temperature dropped. Well, it's that time of year. What are you going to say? But we are pretty excited because we have our new... Heated gloves. Now, we have bought so many battery-operated <laughs> gloves. I know. It. These are but our new battery-operated gloves. Do I dare gloves. say where we bought them? I mean... Well, we, yeah, we well, bought them... Whenever you walk into Costco, when you first walk in, everything that you need to have is right there when you first enter that door. <laughs> yeah. And there were the battery-operated gloves. So that was our early Christmas present to yeah, each other. Yeah, to each other. And I said, we're going to keep the receipt because if they don't work, Costco is great and they'll take them back. Yeah. Because so. all of our other ones I've bought, I've bought them... I bet you I've had about five pairs over the year. None of them work. <laughs> yeah, so I'm hoping that this one does. So we are back in Michigan, and uh, this can be a, a crazy week for us because the weather changed. We brought the fifth wheel back from our property in Tennessee and took it to our new 10 acres property in southwest Michigan. But it wasn't winterized yet, and uh, it's kind of frozen up. We had hoped to have had power run to where we're going to park the RV. Not hoped to. We're told that power would be there. Right, and it <laughs> that wasn't. That we could plug into, but it wasn't there. It's back. It's been postponed a couple of weeks. So uh, the batteries wore out after about two days. Uh, we're back in our Six and Bricks home in southeast Michigan. And uh, we're going back tomorrow, and we're going to uh, run some power and see if we can at least get the... Uh, you know, get the furnace back on, and hopefully things haven't frozen up too bad. But um, we'll uh, we'll we'll tell you all about that because we want to do a whole story on the property in South uh, West Michigan, which we it's hope covered to... in snow today. Yes, yes, it was. Well, Lord, moved to the snow right by Lake Effect Snow. Yep, there's about that much snow on the ground already. So Bo's gonna love it. Yeah, but enough about us. Yes. Uh, the big story that we're going to talk about this week is a is a man that we met uh, thanks to the internet. We caught up with him in California at a campground, and his name is James Ziegler. And as you uh, see this episode of the podcast or hear this episode, whether you're watching it on YouTube or listening to it on a podcast app, uh, he was uh, 100 years and five months old mm -hmm. and still RVing. Uh, and um, that's a pretty exciting, uh, pretty exciting uh, interview to have. Uh, he's he's an old dude, but he's still sticking with it, right? He certainly is. Uh, he has been to 130 different countries. He's been to Antarctica, Alaska. He's traveled across the continental U.S., seeing everything he could see. Three times. Three times. Three times. And he drove his RV, RV all the way to the tip of South America. And that Antarctica trip? He's done that twice. Uh, amazing. About 10 years ago, he was in China yep. climbing the Great Wall, and that was his second visit to that. Well, the first time he was climbing the Great Wall was at 1945 after World War II. Yep. So this man, needless to say, he's an experienced 
Traveler. Yep. Um, you're going to meet him after we take a real quick break. So stick around and you're going to meet the 100-year-old RVer. One of the most exciting developments for RVs is happening out west in Arizona. Western Land and Ranches is selling five-acre high-elevation ranches just off the famous Route 66, the birthplace of the American road trip. Prices start at only $39,900, and these are beautiful, secluded tracts of land surrounded by majestic mountain ranges with sweeping valley views. The high elevation is a unique microclimate as well, giving you cooler temperatures, green grasses, and tree cover, making it unique for desert property. The community is in the center of it all, close to the best of the West, Grand Canyon, Las Vegas, Lake Havasu, Lake Mead, Lake Mojave, the Colorado River, Flagstaff, Sedona, and Historic Williams. If you're tired of crowded RV parks and paying high fees for sites, well, ownership might be right for you. This incredible collection of mountaintop properties called Greenwood Ranches hit the market and it's selling out fast. There is no HOA. You can build a house, a cabin, outbuildings, or just RV. It's your property, your way, 100% ownership. Visit the website to get details and set up a showing, ArizonaRVLand.net. That's ArizonaRVLand.net. Welcome back, everybody. Now let's go right to our interview of the week with uh, the 100-year-old RVer. His name is James Ziegler. And he camps in a 31-foot storm RV. A 2,000-year uh, storm, so it's 22 years old. It's an old Class A. And he's still driving it himself. Sometimes he has his son who comes around and helps him out a little bit and travels with him. Um, but he's basically on his own. And he's been married twice. Yep, widowed once, divorced uh, the other time. And he has four children. Four kids, World War II vet. He walks a half a mile every day. And as a hobby, he, he gets beer cans and he makes airplanes out of them. Uh, we caught up with him at his favorite campground, which is the KQ Ranch in Julian, California. And uh, let's go right to it and introduce you to James Ziegler, the 100-year-old RVer. Well, let's go out to the beautiful KQ Ranch uh, Resort out in Julian, California, in the mountains east of San Diego, and meet for ourselves the 100-year-old RVer, uh, Mr. James Ziegler. Mr. Ziegler, thank you for coming on the program today. Quite welcome. So I... I want to start off a little bit by uh, having everybody understand how often do you travel? Tell us about your RV uh, experience. Right now, I'm traveling alone. Uh, I have traveled alone most of the time since I since I got an RV, and that was in 1991. At that time, I sold my house to my kids one of my kids, and uh, moved into an RV. Then right away, I went on a long trip. You started late in life. You have been all over the world. You've been to Antarctica. Yes. And twice. you've gone, in, since you started RVing, you have traveled across the continent three times. Is that right? Yes. 
So you have I, a travel, you like to travel. And I've probably been to at least 130 different countries. My goodness. What, what caused you at the age of 70, I guess it would have been, to start RVing? My, my kids had just gotten married. My kid had just gotten married. And they needed a place to stay, so I let them have my house. And I got a, I got an RV. I bought a secondhand RV uh, to try it out. And uh, I guess it it stuck. Yeah. So I've been doing it, using it ever, doing it ever since. You know, there are people who say. Uh, you reach an age that you're too old to travel. Uh, is that true? To me, no. It's not. Well, actually, it's getting to be a little different for me to travel now. But uh, it's a little difficult for me to travel now by myself. So actually, for the last several, last four or five trips I've taken, my son has gone with me, and that's worked out very well. And then you stay at a resort or a park like where you are now for a while, and then you move on to another one. Now, tell us about right now. You are what are you camping in? What is the RV that you're in now? Right now, I have a uh, motorhome, which I purchased new in in two thousand in two thousand even, and uh, I've been working on living in that since uh, since two thousand. And how long have you been at the uh, campground that you're at now? How long have you been staying there? Well, I stay, I can only stay two weeks at a time. Otherwise, uh, the campground would be called a residential campground and it doesn't have a license for that. So I, I can stay for two weeks and I have to leave for a week to go to another campground and stay there a week, and then come back to my campground that I'm staying at now, which is called KQ, and near Julian, California. Now, do you drive the motor coach, or do you have your son come and move it for you? Well, my son lives in Oregon, so he's not really available to, to drive it, so I drive it. That's it. And do people ever say, uh, "How do you do this?" Uh, they're all when they find out you are a hundred years old. Well, to put it in perspective, I haven't been a hundred for for only about four weeks now. But so, you're a hundred. That's awesome. Hundred and four weeks. One hundred years and four weeks. It doesn't feel much different, any different than I was when I was ninety nine. <laughs> Yeah. Your health looks good. You look like you're, you're feeling good. Well, I usually try to walk a, a roughly a half, about a half mile every morning. And uh, sometimes I walk it with a cane. Sometimes I walk it without a cane. What advice would you give folks who say, I want to go off in an RV, and maybe they're they've reached an advanced set of age. But uh, what advice would you give? I bet other people have asked you that question about uh, uh, how safe is it? Uh, when do you know whether it's okay to do it? 
Well, that's a good question. And the way I would answer it to anybody who asked me that question is, first, go to a rental place and rent an RV. Uh, rent one in which at least you're comfortable just getting in it. And then try it for a week or two or three or a month and find out whether it fits your lifestyle. Uh, each RVer has a different lifestyle, uh, even though they are all RVing together in a sense, they're each living the lifestyle different. And uh, so I would suggest if they don't, if they don't like the first RV they rent, rent another one and of a different size or type or something and try that for another couple months, couple weeks or a couple months. And then when you're ready to invest in it, then get yourself a good, reputable RV dealer and work with them. I want to talk a little bit about your life and your travels. Uh, the notes I have, uh, we talked about Antarctica, and you said you've been to Antarctica twice. Yes, sir. Was that for work or for pleasure? For pleasure, yeah, actually, more than that. Actually, the first time I went down, the ship that I was destined, scheduled to be on, ran into a, a rock and poked a hole in its uh, hull. And therefore, they, that had to be out of, put out of commission. So uh, they gave me, because of my, my uh, inconvenience, so to speak, they gave me an incentive to come back a second time. So I went back a second time and enjoyed it all over again. Wow. And I, you were um, in World War II? Yes, sir. And I understand you have visited the Great Wall of China first then and then since then as well. Actually, the first Great Wall of China, the first time I visited the Great Wall of China was right after the war was over. Uh, war had come to, thank heavens, a successful conclusion because of dropping the atomic bomb. And let me say right now that the fact that the atomic bomb was actually dropped saved a lot of lives because we were getting prepared on Okinawa, training to hit the homeland of Japan. And that would have been a bloodbath. Yes. Uh, what happened was Chiang Kai-shek asked the Marine Corps to send a group of, group of men to go to North China to accept the weapons from the Japanese who were there. And so that the communist, uh, communist group, the Balujian coming from in internal China, wouldn't get the weapons. So that's, that was the original reason we went there. So of all of your travels, um, I'm going to ask you, first of all, in your, your travels around the world, where's your favorite place? I suppose where I am now is the favorite place, not now in the sense of 
take you when I'm, where I am when I'm there. But you enjoy the here and now. I enjoy the here. I enjoy the here and now. Yes. Well, as an RVer, where are your favorite places, and what is it that you like about the RV lifestyle? Well, first of all, it's reasonable. I, I like about being able to pull up your tapes and go to wherever else you want to go. Uh, there are several well-known um, groups of, of, of RV parks that have combined. And if you're a member of one of those groups, you can travel almost across the United States uh, from park to park. Uh, there's normally restrictions in each park as to how long you can stay, but that's okay because you want to keep moving anyway. You you're quite free to to look someplace, go someplace else, and look see what it looks like uh, as a uh, RVer. Now you have uh, four children, right? Well, I've only got three now. One of them has already passed, and a, I bet a lot of grandchildren. Yes, quite a few. And I bet some great grandchildren. I've got some great grandchildren, yes, sir. Any great great grandchildren? I have some great great grandchildren, yeah. So, what does your family think of you still RVing uh, at 100 years old? They said you shouldn't be doing this, or everything's okay. Yeah. They, I don't, they don't keep tabs with me on a daily or weekly or hardly even a monthly basis. So I'm really out there by myself. You look like you're faring pretty well by yourself out there. Well, I'm doing pretty well, yes. I, I, I don't smoke. I haven't smoked. I don't drink. And I'm really, really doing pretty well, thank you. Any other last suggestions to people about uh, enjoying old age and travel. Don't don't stop just because you're getting older. There's lots of places to go, uh, lots of places to see, lots of places to experience. Uh, even if you don't travel outside the United States, for example, go to Alaska. A lot of people go to Alaska on a uh, on a tour boat from uh, Seattle. Like, that's not the way to get to Alaska, I think. I think the way to get to Alaska is with an RV. I've gone up twice. You go up one way and you come back a different way. And I've stayed up there both times all summer. And the second time I was up there, I was a host at a state park. And that worked out pretty well. Well, I hope I had a chance to meet you in person at a campground someplace. And I would love to hear your stories of travel, the people you've met, the places you've seen. Um, you are an inspiration to us all. And uh, I love your advice. Don't stop just because you're old. Don't stop. Don't stop. Thank you so much for making time for us. And, uh, Happy birthday, 100 years old. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Okay, thank you.
Well, that was the first for us. Uh, I think we, we interviewed uh, a friend of ours who's still very active in his 90s, who's an RVer, but that's the oldest RVer I've ever met. And uh, I don't know if there's any older ones out there, but uh, congratulations to Mr. Ziegler. Yes, and that certainly gives all of you hope <laughs> who want to keep camping and say, how long can I keep doing this? Yep. Yeah. As long as you can. As long as you can. Interesting guy. All right, coming back, we'll have the news of the week, so stay with us. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds and competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. It was for Jen and me. We bought some land just west of Nashville, Tennessee in an incredible collection of mountaintop RV properties called the Woodlands at Buffalo River. These are five to 62 acre properties that allow RVs year round starting at $79,900. And we loved it. The scenery is breathtaking and you can own it outright. It's not a timeshare, it's your property, your way. You can landscape, garden, bring your pets, build what you want to. There's high speed internet and it's so private. It's a great place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations, ready whenever you want. And they're selling these properties by appointment, five to 62 acres, $79,900. Financing, big discounts available on multi-lot packages. For information, visit MyRVLand.com. MyRVLand.com. Welcome back, everybody. Time now for the RV News of the Week. What do we got first All up? right. The first thing up is about gas, because it seems like we talk about that every week. And uh, gas uh, prices are once again rising throughout mm. most of the country, especially in certain parts of the country, like the East Coast. AAA reports the average price for a gallon of gasoline was uh, $3.78 Saturday, with the average price for diesel also high, more than $6 per gallon mm. in many places like Maine, Vermont, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, and California. While the average price of gas is also rising overall, some states like Texas or Georgia were averaging 3.16 or 3.17 per gallon, while other states like Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and California were more than $5 or almost $5 per gallon. Yeah, I paid for diesel, I think uh, just a shade over 5 in Tennessee when we drove this week, and then up in Michigan. It's like uh, 568 or something like that. So, so I think it's safe to say no matter where you live, the gas prices are going up. Yep, they're volatile. And I think we can also say that fuel cost has become an incredibly significant expense for RVers. Uh, that's one of the reasons, I think, for that um, trend that we've been reporting on now for a year. We did it ourselves, buying your own RV land. So you, you know where you can go and you're not traveling uh, perhaps the distances, but uh, and if you can't afford your own RV land, there's your backyard or driveway. There's your backyard or driveway, <laughs> or the state park up the yeah, road. Yeah, up the road. Uh, I think we're going to see. Got to stay um, closer to home. But the election's over, and um, as I think it has been predicted, prices are back on the rise again. Mm -hmm. So, uh, well, here is something that is uh, a little less. This is a great story. The uh, uh, there's free national park passes now available to veterans. And, of course, Gold Star families, those who've lost uh, uh, someone in the service. Um, for some time, it, you know, uh, active serving military could get uh, the annual free national park pass. But 
Now they've extended that to include all veterans and Gold Star families. Uh, again, the Gold Star family is immediate family of a military person who died in the line of duty. Um, now there's a $10 processing fee uh, if you order it online through the National Park Service. But uh, if you are at a national park in person, mm -hmm. it's free. So uh, I think that was a good move. I think it was a very good and move. And to all you veterans, we just had Veterans Day here in the United States. Uh, thank you for your service. Yes, thank you so much. We've got another hurricane story, this time it's Hurricane Nicole. And because of Hurricane Nicole, two RV shows had to be canceled. Yeah, one in West Palm Beach the and one in Tampa show. Bay. One yeah. the entire show, the Tampa Bay one, it was only canceled the first day because the rain predictions weren't that high, and they figured that people would be able to attend it. Well, it's uh, it's been an amazing fall for, for Florida. They've really gone through the weather hoops up there. Uh, the big RV show season is about to start. Uh, they're all about ready to end now until uh, after the new year, but the, it starts up really quick. There's uh, the Tampa RV show, the mm -hmm. first, uh, I think it's the second week of, of, uh, of uh, January, and then Quartzsite, which brings 150,000 people out to Arizona. So uh, big RV show season coming. Uh, so those two shows, West Palm and you said Tampa, mm -hmm. um, They'll, they'll be made up for, I guess. Yeah, you'll <laughs> so, have opportunities. Yeah. There's an interesting survey that came out this week uh, that asked Americans to rate uh, their favorite natural landmarks. What do you think was number one? Oh, I would say the Smoky Mountains. Great Smoky Mountains National Park. It seems Park. like they're always first whenever they're, they... I think it's a big part is it's so East Coast, you know, it's easy it's for people to get there and there's no cost to go there. Right. And, and it's, it's beautiful. It is America's most visited national mm -hmm. park, but it, it took first place as, as the, the favorite natural wonder in America. Mm -hmm. um, number two... Tell me, I don't know. Niagara Falls. Oh, I can see why yeah. Niagara Falls. Yeah, that's pretty spectacular. Although I think the, the, the falls are more spectacular on the Canadian side, but that's still okay. Everybody's got to get to Niagara Falls. But number three was a real surprise. This is one that I've never heard of. I don't know if you have. Have you ever heard of Elephant Rock State Park? Elephant Rocks. I've heard of it, but I've not even looked at a picture. It's, it's in of Missouri. It. And that was a surprise number three in this, this thing. It's known for these giant. Uh, granite boulders and I looked it up online and it looks like someplace we have to check out in Missouri and it's kind of in the center of the country so a lot of people can check it out yeah and uh, maybe we should be among those we should a lot be. of people elephant rocks state park number three in the list of uh, favorite natural monuments or landmarks not really monuments. it's fun to have one mentioned that most of us haven't heard of yep all right now it's on to bad news, Jennifer. You got another story, but this yeah, is bad news. Yeah, I've got uh, a story that isn't good news. Uh, we saw two separate stories in the news last week about people who bought fifth wheels from Camping World, and they say they don't work, and the dealers they purchased them from couldn't get them to fix. They couldn't get them to work. First, we had a Wisconsin couple who said they had their brand new fifth wheel for 14 days, and the rest of the year it was in the shop with mm. problems. That's not good. Ranging from the roof, slide-out, leveling system, tank sen sensors, and more. And they have hired an attorney to help them sort through that. Can't say you blame them. Yeah. yeah. And then the second couple were from North Carolina, and they said their fifth wheel's electric system was not working, with lights flashing on and off. I shouldn't laugh at that. 
And at random times, uh, including even when a TV news crew was there, the lights were blinking on and off. And sometimes the hydraulic uh, jack started moving on its own and wouldn't stop. So they, too, have hired an attorney. And uh, reached out uh, to, uh, you know, Camping World didn't have much to say about that. But, uh, both, both of these were, uh, you know, the consumer reporter on local television stations. And... Um, I mean, that's really bad publicity, and, and in both cases, they said Camping World refused to comment on it. Uh, the attorneys certainly did, and the victims did, and, and uh, it, it really, uh, it's it's just bad publicity. And at a time when people are doing are paying a lot of attention to the quality of RVs, uh, boy, that's not the kind of publicity uh, anybody would uh, would want to get. Um, but good for those people for making noise about it. Yeah, not just keeping quiet. And you always say to have somebody inspect yes. the RV before you drive it off the lot, and particularly if you're buying a used if RV. If you're buying a used, do not buy it without an inspection. Um, I, I looked at one of the videos, and one of those uh, couples, I forget which one, I mean, it, it, they touched the the floor, or I guess it was the floor, it looked like the floor, and it was spongy, it was totally rotten. Ooh. Totally rotten. An inspection would have caught that, uh, you know. But um, it makes you realize that you know a lot can go wrong with these things, and uh, get that inspector. Even if you're buying a new RV, get an inspector. Mm -hmm. Sad story. I it mean, is really, a sad I feel story. for those people. Yeah. They buy it, they I mean, get away with their family, and they can't even use it because it's in the shop, and then they won't fix it. So yeah, and a year is a long time. Yeah. And yeah. how embarrassing to have the lights blink on and off, and have the TV crew there, and the yeah, it's all on camera. Yeah, so, uh, so it's not, there. Not good. It isn't there. Uh, all right. Hey, when we come back, we've got some RV questions of the week that we'll answer. And uh, if you have a comment or a question, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address is Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. We'll be right back. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. All right, welcome back everybody. Time now for the RV questions of the week. And uh, we love to get the questions. If you've got a question or a comment or something you heard about in the podcast that you'd like to draw to our attention, our email address is mikeandjen at rvlifestyle.com. You want to do the first question? Okay. The first question is from Dorothy, and she gets, starts out with a compliment. Can't tell you enough how much I enjoy everything you put out. My husband is getting to know you, to which is very good. I am wondering what you like best about your new unity and what you don't like 
also what needs to be added to make it almost perfect. And she's talking about our new Unity FX from Alicia Travel Vans. It's a Class C motorhome that we picked up at the Hershey RV Show in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. So what do you like best? What I like best what would you do is different? I like the two seating areas, the two sofas that you can use as a bed or as a sofa. We've got lots of room to spread out. I like the table that drops down that we use as a table or we use it as a desk, and it's very easy to drop that table like down. Like a dinette and, or a Yes, desk, yeah. and I love that space that's so easy to access. So those are two things that I really like. I like the rear lounge part of it that has like another sofa that you could use as a day bed if you want. And uh, it too is another separate working area. There's a little pull-out desk that you can pop up mm -hmm. where you can use that as an ottoman. TVs in the front and back. And I think Bo likes that there isn't a step down any yeah, longer than the, from the, the cab. cab to the and RV park. I put a little rug there and he's very comfortable being between the two seats. M Murphy bed with a king size mattress, yes. big thick mattress, very mm -hmm. nice. Drops down easily. And, and she asked, What don't you like? What would you have different? I've got a problem and maybe people can help me solve it. They have a new door on the bathroom and I didn't realize I had arthritis in my hands. But I have trouble getting that door open. So I've been thinking about and haven't pursued it, trying to get some kind of rubber or some, I don't like know, something, thing, some kind it, of grip thing so that I can open the door and not have to have you help me. I, I, I like helping you. <laughs> I know, but it's a little embarrassing. I'm too old um, to have somebody help me open the well, door. Well, it is kind of a wonky little door. It's, it's weird because to save space when it's closed flat like that, it, you know, you can be inside the bathroom and you really can't very well sit on the toilet in there well you have yeah. so it, the door is kind of like a it'll hinge out a little bit and it'll extend about that far out and so that's why that this the knob is placed way in the center of that door and it's and you actually use it to pull it out and push it in and then it latches but it's just weird it's, it's cumbersome it's, it's a there's got to be a better way to yeah, design Yeah, I'm sure it. they'll have a better design for next year. It's just a small doorknob, and it's hard for me to turn for some reason. It is. It's very hard. I we've think had if it, it were a normal size. We've adjusted it, but for one thing, the knob is here, and the latch is like here, so you're turning it, and uh, I figured it out how to get it, but it is a tight grip, and you have to pull it. Hopefully, I'll figure it out. But, you know, it, it's a minor thing when you talk about it, but it's it becomes a minor, a major irritation when you're dealing with it. Because I'm bugging them all the time. Yeah. Can't get the door open. So, um, but overall, we love the Unity. So it's the we second do. one we've we had. Do. Uh, and we, we and this is just something new that they made. And uh, I'm, I'm sure it's I'm not the, a problem. I'm the weak link. <laughs> I'm sure it's not I'm a, a problem link. for for a lot of, for most people, but. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she asked, right? So we yeah, talked. So. Okay, there's another question. This one came in from Diane, uh, and this is via our RV Lifestyle Facebook group. And she says, um, if you have a 50 amp to 100 uh, adapter, can you plug in the 110N into the regular heavy-duty extension cord that runs to your house garage, not to run the RV, but just to keep the batteries charged? Um, yes, you can. Uh, now that adapter will certainly not give you 50 amps. It's going to give you um, whatever the household plug that you've, you've uh, put it into, you know, whether it's 15 amps or 20 amps. Um, so you don't need that big, thick 50 amp cord. Um, 
but never the, nevertheless, uh, it will give you some power, which should be enough to run the blower on your heater, if you're running your heater, and it should let you run your lights. Uh, it's going to be a little iffy if you're going to use the microwave with that, but maybe you can use the microwave if you're not running anything else. Uh, in the summer, you certainly could not run your air conditioner unless uh, it was a, you know, a 30 amp connection that you were getting into. Uh, on a big, I'm, we're talking on a, you know, you, it's not like you have a fifth wheel or a big travel trailer. Um, or a Class A, I don't know what you have. But if you're just getting, if you want to top off your batteries, if you want to run, you know, the furnace, uh, um, maybe, you know, the fan on the furnace, that's going to need some electricity. Um, a regular outdoor extension cord will be suitable. If it's a long distance that you're running, get the very thickest uh, cord that you can find. Uh, 50 amp cords are very expensive, like about 250 bucks for I think a 20 foot, 20, 25 footer. Uh, but since you're plugging into like a garage or a household circuit, you can you can do that. But you know you're not going to get that much power on it, but enough to run what you have to. I just found out today that you need some electricity for your heat to come. I thought yes. somehow if you had propane. That you didn't need electricity. That well, you need be the fan, heat. the fan, the blower. You know hmm. that runs the heat out. So yes, yeah. no, you got to have you oh. got to have power either from your batteries. Mm -hmm. uh, but in this cold, if you're camping in cold weather, those batteries are going to drain faster than normal. So um, to Diane's question, yes, you can use that adapter. Just don't have too long of an extension run because the longer the run, the less power you're going to get uh, at the RVN. All right, those are our questions. And like we say, we want to get your questions, your comments. Just send them to us at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Uh, that's the podcast. Thanks to uh, Mr. Ziegler, our 100-year-old RVer, for making time to uh, talk to us and share his life of adventure on the road. And we hope wherever you are that uh, you're, uh, you're going to have a great uh, travel season. As uh, you get through the holidays, it's time to travel again. And for you full-timers out there, we keep saying this. We'd love to see pictures of how you've decorated your RV for the holidays, if you've done that. Please send those pictures into us, and we'll share them all over our social media and on the blog posts and all that stuff. Don't forget new content on our blog, rvlifestyle.com. New content every single day. Till next week, thanks for watching. Happy trails. <laughs>